Hey friends, I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Erin Cusio, and this is Room for Lovely. Each week, my hope is to bring you stories and conversations that remind you that while not every season of life is lovely, there is room for loveliness in every season of life. Today's episode is just a little different from the norm. Today, there is no conversation with a friend, no majorly compelling story to tell. Grab a cup of coffee or a snack, maybe roll down the windows in the car. Today, it's just me, in all my transparency, sharing my heart. For the majority of my adult life, I have, at some point, been a teacher. Or I've had kids in school. And so, while most people make New Year's resolutions with fervor, My New Year's feels most familiar in the fall. It's when I break out the new desk calendar and I mark up all my days. It's when I vow to get my life together as routine begins to set in and settle. Year after year for the last several years, I have looked at the forecast of the coming months of fall and I have predicted the brilliant change that I will see this year. This will be my year. I'm certain of it. And every year... The days and the weeks and the months, they fly by. And before I know it, I'm another year older, but mostly still the same. The same dreams left unfulfilled. The same goals left without action. The same gifts lying dormant within me. Last year, at about this time, I got a gentle nudge or a firm push, if you'd like to call it that, from my sweet husband to act on a bucket list item. I found a writer's conference out in California, and I told him that one day I would like to go. My husband, the king of action, the dreamer of dreams, simply said, go. Today is the day. Sign up. And I did. It was an investment. It was an investment of time. It was an investment financially for our family. But recently, I heard a quote by business guru Jenna Kutcher that said, you are not the risk. You're the investment. For so long, I viewed myself as the risk. When the truth is, I am absolutely worth the investment. And for the record, so are you. And so I went. I wasn't quite sure what I was expecting when I got there, but I knew in the depths of my soul, I needed to go. Before I left, I made a commitment to myself that these few days away would not just be a pep rally. I didn't want to just come home excited and let it all fall away. It wasn't going to just be a fun time to stir up my gifts that would remain left again untouched. No, these days of retreat would finally be the thing that pushed me to step out of my comfort zone, come home, and take action. And they did. On the first night, best-selling author, world-renowned speaker, and champion of dreams, Bob Goff, stood with us looking over the Bellina Valley and prayed that God would bend time. While my time out at the Oaks Retreat Center was barely 48 hours, God did indeed bend time. And even more than that, the embers that began to ignite in my soul during our time together in Southern California have begun to blaze and build into a roaring flame. It wasn't just a pep rally. And I can say confidently that this year will be different than before. 
During the last year, I have grown in ways that I never imagined possible. I've stepped out of my comfort zone into unfamiliar territory. And for the first time, maybe in my whole life, I have begun to bet on me. Next week, I will be 38 years old. Saying that out loud feels so very strange. I cannot fathom that I am approaching the 40 mark. Sometimes I look around and I wonder how in the world I got here, but here I am. When I was a teenager, I had big dreams. When I was only 21, I had a dream to have a big Christian concert in our small town that would welcome people from all walks of life and denominations. I wasn't sure exactly how to do it or even where to start, but I began to reach out to some big name artists and I found what it would take to get them to my small town. Most of them required a promotion through a production company, and so I started one. It wasn't entirely official, and I probably should have had more legal paperwork, but I made it happen. I sifted through writers and worked with agents and worked with ticket printers and website development, and for months I worked tirelessly to make it happen. I didn't take no for an answer. I enlisted the help of every friend and forced friend that I could find, and I busted my butt and the rear ends of several of my nearest and dearest to make it happen. I didn't worry if I would fail. I didn't worry about logistics. I didn't worry about resources. I just jumped off of the big cliff of possibility, and I went for it. And y'all, it happened. I stood on that stage as head promoter only 21 years old, of this somewhat fictitious and also kind of legit promotion company and welcomed a crowd of many and introduced several big-name Christian bands of the time. It was an incredible and incredibly difficult experience. And then, for reasons unbeknownst to me, I quietly crept back into my shell and spent the next 15 or more years of my life playing it small. I would have done well to tap into that gypsy spirit that believed that anything was possible at 21, but I allowed myself to be satisfied with the status quo and to believe that my season to do something great had passed until I woke up one day and I just didn't believe that anymore. Here's the thing. It's not selfish to use the God-given gifts and talents that we possess. It's not braggadocious. It's not egotistical. In fact, when we don't use these things, when we hold them inside of ourselves, it is, simply put, robbing the world around us of the things that God placed inside of us to be used for His glory. It's not you at all. It's Him inside of you. You are right here, right now, in this world that you're in because there is a purpose for you here. And I don't know about you, but my Lord, I am ready to stop living small and start stepping into the dormant dreams of my life. Now hear me. Does this mean that we seek fame and fortune and success and grandeur? No, but it does mean that we actually start doing something about the things that we've always known that we were meant to do. Whether that's run a marathon or write a book or just cook supper for your family and love them well, what sets your soul on fire? Figure it out. But more than that, do something about it. Many of our dreams never see progress because we aren't willing to put in the hard work it takes to make it happen. Dreams sound like a lovely, whimsical thing, but the reality is that they often take a tremendous amount of grit and hard work to get there. We don't embark on the grit because the whole thing feels so overwhelming and we just don't know 
where to even start, right? Today, I want to take just a few minutes to give you some handlebars toward living a life that sets your soul on fire. The first thing is this, guard your yes. We live in a society that tells us that we should say yes to every single opportunity that comes along. Nope, I'm not here for it. Some time ago, I began the practice of politely saying no so that I could save my best yes, and man, is that a freeing way to live. Am I perfect at this? No, not at all. Do I have to say yes sometimes to things that don't absolutely set my soul on fire? Yes, laundry still has to get done, and not every task in my life sparks joy. But if we are ever going to really get to the things that matter in our souls, We have got to reserve some margin to pursue them. And that comes by guarding our yes. Don't be afraid to say no. I promise the whole world will keep spinning even on the axis of your no. The second thing is you're going to have to have some thick skin. If things are ever going to change in your life, you're going to have to go places and do things and try tactics that are all painfully uncomfortable and unfamiliar. You might not be good at it. It might be really scary. Do you know why? Because there's risk of failure, a risk of embarrassment, a risk of rejection. And I don't know about you, but I am a perfectionist to a fault and I crave words of affirmation. Both of these things make stepping out into an unknown world pretty terrifying, but I am trying my hardest to do it anyway. Why? Because I believe that I am worth the investment and because I've started to adopt a what's the worst that can happen mentality. Don't get me wrong, it is definitely not easy. But what if we just made the ask? Maybe we'll get a yes. If it's a no, it costs zero dollars to just try. And if it is a yes, you can bet that the next time, your fire will be fueled with a little bit more confidence because you are worth the investment. Take the step and don't be afraid if you stumble and fall. Just get up and keep going. The third thing is take actionable steps. I think the reason why I stayed stuck for so long and why I can so easily get stuck again is because I looked out into all of my hopes and dreams and it all seemed so terrifying. There was no way I had time to X, Y, or Z and I was right. But what I found is that by breaking up my big dreams and goals into small, actionable, measurable tasks, I was finally able to gain some traction. Look at whatever in your life is your big, giant, audacious goal. Write it down. Take a second and think about it. And then backtrack. What is just one step that you can take that would get you a little bit closer to that big, audacious dream? Don't think too hard about the next step. Just take one step. I would be willing to bet that you will become addicted to your progress in a way that makes the second step and the third step and the fourth step incredibly easy. Why? Because before you were just staring into the distance of dreams, but with small steps toward it, those dreams keep getting closer and closer and closer. Finally, commit to consistency. Listen, sometimes you've got to keep showing up until the reason why you're here becomes clear. Change will not happen overnight, and it takes an unrelenting consistency to step into your destiny. Take those small, actionable steps, figure them out, and then commit to fulfilling them with a fierceness that allows nothing to get in the way of your progress. 
No excuses. No fumbles. What would happen if you started to tell yourself yes in the same way you feel obligated to say yes to everyone else? I bet a whole lot of things would change. The world around you needs what's inside of you. Get serious about putting it out there. Start a nonprofit, go for a walk, head back to school, change your career, serve your family well, do whatever it is that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt you were meant to do. Life is too short to do anything else. I believe in you and I am cheering for you. Over the last several months and weeks, I have found myself fumbling just a little. I am taking next steps. I am walking toward purpose. There are things that I do that I love, but I want to be clear about who I am. I am a podcaster. After putting this off for many years, I am now 30 episodes deep into a wild ride. It has been more work and more fun and more life-giving than I ever thought possible. And I hope that you'll stick around and listen for a really long time. I am a writer. I am working hard on a book that has been bubbling inside of me for a really long time. I have set some big goals to make that a reality, and honestly, it is one of the most difficult and terrifying things that I have ever done. Writing is a lonely work, and it takes sifting through the deepest parts of your soul and putting them down to be inspected with a magnifying glass. But I believe in my words, I believe in my message, and I can't wait to see where I'm headed. Finally, I am a speaker. Nothing brings me joy like getting to stand and speak to a group while unpacking practical truths and encouragement. I have known since I was 14 years old that I was born to speak, and every single time I'm given the opportunity, my heart is set on fire. If you have an event coming up and you're looking for a speaker, I would love the opportunity to join you and pour into your group. I hope you'll check out the show notes today and reach out so that we can chat. But with all of that said, I have been working really hard to figure out what lane I am supposed to run in. What is my area of influence? What do I want to give to the world around me? How do I best show up for those running beside me? I've narrowed it down to three really specific things that I think you'll find as you come along the journey with me. Number one, room for lovely. This principle has stuck in my life in so many ways. Whether it's choosing to see joy when maybe all I feel is pain or creating something lovely in this house full of crazy boys, I want to be someone who works hard to bring beauty into the world. Raising gentlemen. We've got three wild and wonderful boys. We are embarking on the years of adolescence and I know that the next few years are going to be full of opportunities to learn and grow. I am by no means a perfect parent. I make myself cringe too often to count. But I hope that maybe you'll come alongside me and learn as I learn. I want so badly to get this right. These little men matter, and I'd be willing to bet you feel the same about those precious humans that you're raising too. I hope you'll find some value here. Finally, rest for your soul. I hope that you'll find practical ways to tap into your most authentic self. It's time for us to drown out the noise and the comparison and the ugliness of the world around us and just allow ourselves a moment to rest. Whether it's a reminder to pause or a practical tip that creates peace in my chaos, finding rest for our souls is an important part of what I hope to cultivate here. Friend, thank you so much for being here this week. Perhaps this week more than ever, 
I appreciate you taking the time to listen as I gave you a little piece of my soul. I am bound and determined that this won't be just another year. I want to come back to this episode one year from now and be able to see measurable progress from my shaky steps of faith. Would you join me? Would you take a few minutes this week to get really real with yourself and make some actionable goals that will bring you a little further down course than where you are today? And would you go even one step further? Would you message me and let me know? Find me on social media, message me through my website, send me an email. It would be my honor to cheer you on in the process because I know that you are capable of great things, far greater than you can even imagine. Take the shaky steps of faith. I hope today that you have found wisdom worth noting and hope worth holding on to. I hope that you will take a moment of pause today, hold some space for your heart, and make some room for lovely. <laughs>